Now, a lot of people will say, well, I don't need detailed plans. And I'm like, well, you might not think you need detailed plans, but if you want to control your schedule, your budget, timelines, uh, communication with your subcontractors and your supplier, the better set of plans you have, the less changes, less headaches you'll have during the process. So it's kind of like do your homework up front, design the home properly, not just for permits, but also the building phases. I think you'll find that your your budget will appreciate it, your timeline will appreciate it, and, and it'll work better for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me, as always, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, nationwide and around the globe since 1993. And that man is Mr. Steve Tuma. Steve, how's it going? Yeah, things are well. I think we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Plans and <laughs> it's a. Uh... Kind of a little bit of uh, one of these things that it, it'll compound it like a snowball. It can get big and deep, and but, but we we can help. We've done it before. I've got plans for to talk about plans and a million other things. Um, I thought for this episode, I'd, I'd like to go just go back to the basics. I'd really like to go back to the Landmark Home and Land Company website, you know, and talk about um, everything you list on there that that makes your company, Landmark Home and Land Company, un, unique among not just other panelized home designers and builders, but among home construction companies in general. I know it's a very open-ended question, but I, I think you might be able to give the listeners uh, and future owner-builders a rundown of exactly how Landmark Home and Land Company stands out among the rest. If if we go um, the way I want to do this, which is, uh, you know, just go through the website and and ask you uh, a few things about what's listed on there. So are you uh, are you good with that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. This, this is an interesting spin on it. But <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess a lot of customers find us on the website, look at it, so we may as well talk about That's the exactly, details to, exactly right. to help them understand. And I was thinking that people could go to the website at uh, lhlc.com and, uh, and follow this podcast while you're going through the website. That would actually be a good companion. They would uh, complement each other. So let's start with... Um, what what you guys have listed on the website as a complete building plan services uh, company, and and not sure uh, what I'm not exactly sure what that encompasses, but give us an, a rundown of what complete building plan services means. Well, that's really interesting because it's a uh, it could be very definite or it could be a broad scope type mm-hmm. of a situation. If you go to certain parts of the country, you don't even need building permits. They, they don't issue permits. They, they think you don't even need plans um, to, to do it. <laughs> now, a lot of people say, well, I don't need detailed plans. And I'm like, well, you might not think you need detailed plans, but if you want to control your schedule, your budget, timelines, uh, communication with your subcontractors and your supplier, the better set of plans you have, the less changes, less headaches you'll have during the process. So it's kind of like do your homework up front, design the home properly, not just for permits, but also the building phases. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find that your your budget will appreciate it, your timeline will appreciate it, and and it'll work better for you. A lot of people say, "Hey, we'll we'll just design our home and build it as we go." It's mm-hmm. it's kind of I'm not sure how successful people are that just think you're going to design a home real time because there there's a lot of things in play. So what we found is it's best to take the time, like we say, do your homework up front. Mm-hmm 
to find out what your land is about, the type of house you want to build, any zoning restrictions, planning department restrictions, building department ideas, homeowners associations, whatever it may be, so that we can help you actually develop a set of plans that makes sense. We don't look at the big challenge as being the building department. They're an important part in obtaining a permit Mm -hmm. because a lot of building departments don't ask the right questions or don't have detailed enough questions to go through. So so if you're building for some building department, developing a set of plans only for the permit, in some of these areas, it's still very open-ended as to what your house is going to look like. There's, there's building departments that don't ask for sections. They mm-hmm. don't ask for electrical layouts. They don't even ask you where your septic's going to be. So I guess they think someone's just going to go out there, dig a hole, put a septic in, <laughs> and hope your house ends up on the right piece of land. Right. So so there's a lot of uh, details that we found. The better you have it, it, in a sense, gives our customer more ammunition to understand their project, to properly budget it, to properly schedule, and, and the most important thing, communicate Mm-hmm. with building departments themselves, any financing sources, their subcontractors. And it, with owner-builders, a, a lot of friends and family are helping mm-hmm. so so that it's clear what's to be done. Instead of saying, hey, just give me a big bedroom, it's defined on the plans what a big bedroom is, where the windows are, where the doors are, how tall the ceilings are, you know, different details like that. Mm-hmm. So, so we can go do it. The concept of just designing a home and kind of building it on the fly is probably – can end up being very aggravating for people so we think it's better to plan it out so everyone knows what's going on and it's just easier yeah and in, no pun intended you think it's easier to plan it out so let's continue with with the uh basically the the plan structures that you guys offer and, and let's go with structural plans uh, run that down for us how how does landmark home and land company help the customer um you know develop structural plans well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, first is you do the architectural plan, so you do the design. Mm-hmm. Um, you do the, the design of the home, so you know what the outside looks like, the foundation's like, the roof is like, mm-hmm. sections. kind. Of, sections are like cutaways through a home, mm-hmm. like a slice through it, so you could see like where ceiling heights are, our floor, our floor systems work, how the roof line works. And so, so you have the general look of the house. The floor plans show the inside, the exterior elevation show the outside, Roof plan gives more details on a roof, and a foundation plan shows how how the home is going to be supported, the attachment to the ground. The structural component of it is, in a sense, what's holding it up. Uh-huh. Where are there beams? Where are there posts? Where are there headers? Where are there shear walls? You know, different details like that mm-hmm. so that you, you can justify how it is. Now, both of these are interesting because it's the level of detail. Some building departments don't ask for structural details. They may ask for architectural details. Others may ask for basic structural details saying, hey, how big is a beam? How big is a post? You know, is it a four by four? Is it a six by six? Others get a lot more complicated and need a licensed structural engineer to actually go through and do beam calculations, shear wall calculations, justify the connections. Mm-hmm. And what you'll generally find is as you get to higher wind speeds, like hurricane areas or higher wind speeds in mountain areas, um, higher snow loads, earthquake conditions, expansive soil conditions or different soil conditions is when the building departments will request it. But yes, there are building departments out there, even in these areas, that do not ask for for complete structural design. They just figure somehow it'll get worked out on site. Mm -hmm. And if their inspector seems to see an issue 
he'll just have you change it on site to us it's kind of weird to build it and then have him say hey that's not right let's rebuild it why not design it up front so we can work in whatever condition someone is uh, their building department or their their choice of design level but so we can go through do simple designs for simple homes but if it gets to be a more complex home even though the building department may not ask for engineered plans if you have a house with 20 foot walls something needs to be done there because a lot of people think it's like hey but we don't have a big snow load what's the issue well you're in a seismic zone so the home may shake or there's wind Mm -hmm. so if you take a 20 foot wall 20 foot tall wall with a lot of glass in it there's not a lot of structural components so in strong winds that 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 wind can kind of flex or the wall can kind of flex so we we're a believer in making sure the design is right it's better to take the time up front to design it right than it is to build something and then later find out that you've got cracks in walls or you know sagging beams so the the architectural plans are done first the structural plans follow mm-hmm. so the architectural plan is more the look what's it looking like how big are the rooms how how tall are the ceilings where are there cathedral ceilings is it a basement is there a crawl space a slab or is it a house on piers the structural plans explain how it stands up Mm -hmm. it's kind of of cool stuff yeah and speaking of cool stuff so let's move on to site plans explain what site plans are as opposed to any you know architectural plans or whatever and explain also um, how Landmark helps develop site plans well the site plan is basically a bird's eye view of your lot Mm -hmm. so for simplicity purposes let's just say you had a 100 foot by 100 foot lot Mm mm-hmm you know, whether it's rural or in a city type of a situation, the the site plans, the building department and planning and zoning may ask for where the set the building setbacks. So your front setback might be twenty feet, the side setbacks might be five or five feet, mm-hmm. the rear setbacks might be twenty. So that gives a kind of a building potential building envelope. So if you have a, a hundred feet wide, you take five off each side. That's ten feet off of a of hundred feet. So you have a ninety foot wide footprint. Mm-hmm. If it's a hundred deep and you have twenty foot setback on the front and twenty on the back, you're taking forty off. So you've got sixty. So you basically have a sixty by, um, sorry, ninety foot wide by sixty foot right. deep uh, potential footprint. Mm-hmm. They want to know where the house is, distance to the lot lines. Mm-hmm. You know where where your water supply is, where your sewage is, where where your uh, driveways are where sidewalks are and they may get on the details of how much of the lot are you covering mm-hmm. you know different details like that so that that's generally the basics of of what they want to know but some building departments will get a lot deeper you know mm-hmm. do you have patios do you have exterior decks are there outbuildings you know does there a storage shed if it's an agricultural property is there a, a chicken coop is there a barn or whatever it might be, a man cave, a separate building. So they, they just want to know what's on the site plan so they can check for zoning, uh, b- building setbacks, and also uh, just, just building conditions. Um, some of these can get a little more complex if you're building, say, on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. There's terrain issues, topographical details. Are you building on a slope? Are you building on a flat piece of land? If it is a slope, how steep is it? Mm-hmm. You know, different things like that, which which affect, you know, how the house sits on there. You know, can you do a walkout basement? Is it a lookout basement? Is it a crawl space? So the site plan gives the people in the building department an understanding of what's going on, but where it also relates 
to people involved with the building process. Sometimes people look at it, your cement contractor will likely go to the land, but if you had a site plan, you could send them the complete set of plans. He could, he could plan out, hey, this is where the cement trucks can go. This is where we can stage things. The site plans also help builders understand, like, hey, when we deliver the materials, how the truck can get in there, where their crew needs to be, and kind mm-hmm. of kind of get an, an understanding of what's going on. Um, other site plans can get very uh, complex with landscaping details, lot coverage details, and like I say, topographical details, drainage plans, different things like that. At a certain point, you have to get a licensed civil engineer to come in and, and take care of it. So mm-hmm. a lot of it depends on on how deep the, the building the department is requesting. And sometimes even if the building department doesn't request details, it's just smart to have on there because we'll need to know topographical details to see what your foundation's like. Sure. So it kind of ties together. So for example, like uh, topographical details, which are basically showing, you know, is there a slope to the land? Is the land flat? Um, that that'll affect your foundation. So if you have a if you're building on a slope piece of land, you might have a walkout basement. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have a complete different structure. That would be a different architectural design than if you had a flat piece of land with a basement. Right. So that that can affect uh, the structural thing. So they kind of work together, and in general, you want to make sure the foundation and the house works on the site and, and move forward through the processes. So site plans are generally done, or we have an understanding of the site conditions mm-hmm. at the beginning of a project, but information beca- may become available as we move along with the plans or more detailed information. So a customer may start out saying, Steve, I have a slope, and I went out there and then, if the house is 40 feet deep, there was a six-foot drop from the front to the back. Now, maybe later their foundation guy comes in or a surveyor comes in and says, hey, that's not a six-foot drop, it's a six-and-a-half-foot drop, and then we can adjust. So it's all stuff that kind of works works hand-in-hand. Hand. It, it's interesting stuff, and again, if, if someone hasn't really worked with it, it can give the appearance of being confusing. But what we like to do is, to, when a customer's interested, is talk specifics on their project. Mm-hmm. So then we can explain to them, hey, this is this is how you know a good foundation would be for your type of land. These are you know an architectural design that that would be good for for your type of land, and and we we can help people whittle down. We're not going to tell people the house that they should build. We're going to work with the ideas that they have, and then you know work it work it uh, so that it does work on the land. Sure. Now, there's something you guys list on the website is. Uh, energy calculations and i know people are confused by that or who even knows what that is it sounds complex is it really complex and yeah just kind of give us a rundown on what uh developing energy calculations is all about well in most parts of the country most states there's a there's a process where they just go through uh generally called res check mm-hmm. or an iecc where they'll they'll go through and say hey the house is to comply and it's it's a calculation that our designers can do, and they basically look at the zone where the home is being built, and then what what's necessary for the the house to comply. How much insulation needs to be in the roof, the walls, the floor, foundation, uh, the energy efficiency of windows and doors, and things like that. Got it. So our our designers are are very good at at calculating that out. You know, a lot of places don't ask for energy calculations. Mm-hmm. It's something that we provide as our service because we think it's important. Uh, 
I think that energy bill comes every month, and it's probably not the most. <laughs> it's probably not the favorite piece of uh, mail that people get. Right. But the point about it is, if you're gonna um, do, if you're gonna insulate your house, do it right. So, so you're getting something effective out of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stories. People will say, "Well, the code in the area is you have to have an R19 wall." And I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. It might be the common knowledge, but if you have a big glass wall overlooking, you know, your favorite backyard or meadow, that glass isn't an R19. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a nature of the wall has to be. It's it's the it's the home as a unified object. Mm-hmm. So if if you have an area with weaker insulation, say a glass wall, which is essentially our values are so low, it's it's little in relation to a studded wall with insulation. They might have you beef up, you know, add more insulation in the roof or other walls or get a better window mm-hmm. to have it. So we we can work through those details. And it's important that people understand it so that they get the right window, the right furnace, the right, right type of insulation there. But it's easy to understand once you see the form. Mm-hmm. Now, the other side of that are states that are getting a little bit more complex. Uh, California, for example, you essentially have to build a net zero home. So the orientation to the sun, the efficiency and type of the furnace, mm-hmm. do you have duct work? Where's the insulation, your hot water heater, your furnace? What are the fuels? And then the solar requirements. So it gets a little more complex, but again, we have geniuses that work on all these <laughs> things so that they come up with a, a simple printed report and in the areas where it's more complex, it's actually registered with the state, and they'll have guidelines and, in some cases, some deeper inspections to make sure it's installed right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll take a little side diversion that we've spoken about. Energy calculations are good. That's the theory of what you should have in your house. Making sure the items are installed properly is the key to it. Sure. So for the, simp- the simplest uh, idea of that is if you have a piece of insulation – Say an R19, which would typically go into a two by six studded wall, that has to be installed properly because the insulation is made up of the materials with a lot of airspace, which limit the 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 transfer of heat or cold. Mm-hmm. If you compress that insulation, you're you're removing some of the air spaces, which then don't allow it to perform as well. Mm-hmm. So it's the proper. It's a kind of a tongue twister. The proper <laughs> installation of your insulation. Mm-hmm. is something that that needs to happen so people can put duct work in if it leaks like crazy you know right yeah this is another topic i'm talking about insulation but now the duct work off of a conventional heat system if if your ducts leak you could be losing 25 percent of your heater cooled air mm-hmm. just in the channeling of the ducts to your house sure or through your house so people people you know People don't always sit there and at a cocktail party say, hey, man, I got the coolest furnace. You know, it's doing this and, you know, there's less than 5% leakage. Generally, they're talking about, you know, their fireplaces or the family room or the garage or their big, you know, entertainment area in the basement. But the the energy is something that um, we can get all the details so someone can work to comply and and go to to just be more energy efficient and and have it more affordable to to run your home Mm -hmm. so again it varies by what is done in each area and some of them like california are are getting more and more strict and the areas that are more and more strict they're not just hitting on the calculation they're hitting on the verification that it's installed properly Mm, got it 
So that that's a key. You want to make sure that someone's doing it. So I've run into situations where people say, hey, son, I've been doing this for 40 years. What are you going to tell me? And mm-hmm. I can be like, well, the code changed last year. Are you installing it properly? Mm-hmm. If you installed it improperly for the last 40 years on this project, you need to do it right. Sure. You know, and that that's the thing. So just because someone's been doing it forever doesn't mean that they're doing it right. So you want to make sure that uh, people do duct leak. You make sure that there aren't duct leaks. They can test for that. Make sure the installation is installed properly and, and kind of go from there. And, and we could give them guidance on that. But there's also, like I say, it's not just insulation. It's not just duct work. It's a proper installation. It's the right hot water heating systems. A lot more places are going to the instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, more energy efficient furnaces. And then also the, the use of solar. So it, it's pretty de- deep. And if people want to geek out on it, this is one of those really interesting things where it can, it can go on and on. You know, sometimes it's simple stuff, like some places, and I'm sure people have seen this. You know, someone's there, they, they frame up a house, the plumber comes in, he cuts a hole through the wall for a spigot, <laughs> or an electrician cuts a hole for an elect- outdoor electric socket, and they don't put caulking around it. Right. You know, to, to, to stop their infiltration. So... Yeah, it's, a, it's it's one of those things people don't pay a lot of attention to, but every time they get the monthly bill for utility, they they get reminded about it. Yeah, it's very involved, but it's also something that everyone who's planning on building a home should keep an eye out. And you know, it just everything is. Let's stick with design a little bit because everything is sort of. It all comes back to the initial design. Um, so let's talk about the Landmark Home and Land Company um, offering plumbing, electrical, and heating design. And that's that's a whole other uh, design aspect in, on, in itself, I would imagine. Yes, it is. Uh, plumbing, electrical, and heating design is, is getting to be more and more interesting. Now, most places, plumbing... They just want to know where the water supply lines come in, where hot and cold goes and drainage line goes, where toilets are, where sinks are, where mm-hmm. spigots are. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's relatively simple and, and straightforward. Uh, sometimes uh, building departments will ask for different individual details, which we can take care of. Electrical design, kind of like plumbing, is a you know, relatively simple project that we take care of. It's simple for us because we do it so much, and it shows you know, where electric sockets are, you know, where switches are, you know, any typical lighting for codes. But some building departments get a little deeper. They want to know the size of wires or are there separate circuits and and, uh, for, uh, you know, say appliances in the kitchen or islands or things like that. Other times, customers will have special requests. We've helped a lot of people, um, you know, car guys. They have a big garage where they, they restore cars or they like working on their own cars or you know, father-son projects or father-daughter projects on, you know, restoring the old truck where they'll need special circuits or in some places even special uh, computer circuits, mm-hmm. you know, if people want, want certain cables. So we can work with those details as well, as well as more every day. Sometimes people want to uh, detail out, hey, I want a ceiling fan here. I want a ceiling fan here. I need extra ventilation. And in some cases, the electrical plan is tied to the energy calculation because the the energy calculations may dictate um, recirculating fans for the house, whole home fans, so that the, there's a certain amount of air exchanges in, in the house. Mm-hmm. So that's 
So again, we can work with it, but most people, 95% are, are typical layouts showing where the electric sockets are, where the switches are, mm-hmm. where lights are, things like that, it works. But if someone's building department or their individual desire to have extremely complete plans, we could do it. Um, most homes are 200 amps. At that case, generally, they don't need electrical engineering. If they get above 200 amps, some building departments will ask for actual electrical engineering um load calculations and other details which we can do Mm -hmm. now the one which is getting to be more and more uh, popular is actual heating design because a lot of people say well you know i i've been building for 30 years and i always put a hundred thousand btu furnace in a house Mm -hmm. well 30 years ago people weren't insulating houses the way they are they didn't have the better performing windows as they do today so sometimes if you have too big of a furnace you're going to be wasting fuel so actually a lot of these bigger homes need smaller furnaces because they're they're not losing the heat or the air the the cool as they would have 30 or 40 years ago interesting so sometimes the building department will just ask us hey where do you want the furnace you know where do you want the the hot water heater other customers will ask us to go through and actually do a manual JS manuals, JS and D, which are heat locks, calculations, um, sizing of the furnace and duct layouts. And -hmm. in some cases, actual register uh, design as well to make sure that the air circulates properly. Mm -hmm. So what that is, is a justification of the heat design based on the energy calculation. So they'll go through and say, hey, here's a house of a certain size. It's in this type of a climate you know, whether it's hot, cold, moderate, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll figure out the heat loss it'll have, and then they will design specifically the exact furnace and air conditioning system that are there. Now, what's really cool is, you know, technology's evolving, and these mini-split systems are coming out that are sometimes easier and more affordable for people to install, and it also allows for easier zone heating and cooling. So we could work with uh, the mini-split systems as well, air pumps, whatever, whatever might be typical in, in the area. Um, we also are working with people that are going off-grid. Um, even so, sometimes, even though the customer wants to build off-grid, sometimes the building department says, well, you still got to stay a little. You still have to have a heat system, you know, to, to keep a house a certain temperature under mm-hmm. certain conditions. So <laughs> we, we can work with people through the, through those different details. It's pretty interesting. Another thing on heating is uh, people with wood stoves and fireplaces. Uh-huh. You know, how? what wood stove are they using? What fireplace are they using? How does it fit in there? How does it need to be ducted? What types of clearance are there? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, details that, that we need to look at. And we can help people with it. And we're, we're glad to explain it with them as well. It's, it's a lot to, to remember. So it's nice to know that you're, you know, Landmark Home and Land Company is a phone call away because there's a lot to building. And it, it's not daunting. It actually sounds like it could be a lot of fun in a lot of ways. But it's just nice to know that you guys are a phone call away to help out with this stuff. stuff well, like- the, the key to it is when I start working with people, they have my direct cell phone. So it's also a phone call that's answered. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I... You know, I'm on voicemail. You get my voicemail. I'll call right away mm-hmm. and get you taken care of. So it's the customer service that allows a customer to keep on moving forward and understand their project. That's mm-hmm. the key element. Right. And you guys talk about coordination with civil engineers. Tell us about that process. That's happening more and more. Um, basically, flood situations, mm-hmm. drainage situations, 
um, grade situation. So, um, you know, it seems now that we've just got a lot more situations where you hear more about natural disasters. I don't know if they're happening more or their internet just spreads it quicker. Mm-hmm. But the point is there there's there's floods. So someone might go through and say, ah, uh, you know, it's a 100-year flood zone. This never happens. Well, there's a lot of places where there's been 100-year floods every couple of years. Right. <laughs> so what people want to do is make sure that their house is positioned properly. First, there's a variety of different situations, floods, mm-hmm. storm surges, um, and then different situations like can a fire truck get in the driveway? Mm-hmm. Um, you it's know, just, just working on things. <laughs> if If you've got a more complex piece of land, say on the side of a hill, in any mountain range, how does the house sit on there? How's the how is the driveway going to get up there? Where's the septic going to be? How are the utilities going to get in? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of engineering the land so the house can be usable. Sure. You can't just always take a piece of land and stick a house on it and think that it's just going to naturally work. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a flat piece of land with a, a simple design, it would work. But as your land gets more intricate, whether it's in hurricane zones, flood zones, storm surges... Um, mountainsides, um, different communities that have, you know, control more of their drainage situations, um, that that will work. Now, this is one thing which is interesting. We were working in, working in a very nice beach community in Southern California. And in those cases, the we had to work with different things. Hardscape, which, you know, in a simplicity, it's like a cement patio mm-hmm. where that actually helps. Because it's not something that people water and introduce water to. Sure. So, and then also if people, so, so by, by working with that, you you need someone to do the calculation to say, Hey, under a big rain, what are the conditions? Hey, if this is, um, if this is landscape land, that's going to have water, what's happening with that water that's there. So that water from this house doesn't go into the neighbors, mm-hmm. the, the, the neighbor's property. So there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of cool situations where the the civil engineering really helps put it together. Everyone can say, you know, everyone knows a friend that whose house was fine up until the neighbor next door built a house and then suddenly a puddle ended up in their yard. Mm-hmm. It's to avoid things like that. Sure. But also make sure you can easily get in and out of your driveway. You know, make sure that uh, emergency vehicles can access it. Make sure it's reasonable. You know where where are the utilities and in pa- places with people with pools. Hey, make sure drainage is right. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you got patios so that you don't design something where, say, you had a beautiful home with a a cement patio in the back, and then you know the husband has his man cave with a car with more cement patio, and then you find under a big rain that all the cement. The water doesn't go through the cement; it flows over the cement, and mm-hmm. find out that you created a funnel in your yard. Right. So it's a lot of that just working with it to to make sure it works. Now, like I say, some some areas they don't even care about it. They're like, oh, the contractor will figure it out. He'll put <laughs> the slab in the right place, and maybe that'll work. Other places are very very specific, and knowing that the exact design is there. And some of these that we're working on, in some of these areas, that it, it's it's pretty interesting to see what's what's going on we have one project in southern california right now where the nature of the road conditions the mm-hmm. roads that were planted create essentially a pond at an intersection right where one of our customers houses is right 
So if someone says in Southern California, it doesn't rain there. Well, there's mega rains that storms that can come through there. And every once in a while they do it. So it's better to know before you get into the project that there's one of these flooding areas that's created by the nature of the road that's there. Um, so so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Again, we don't want to scare people with this. It's just the nature of the project. If your building department requires it or you want to get it done, mm-hmm. we you would get your own civil engineer, but we work with them with the plans to to kind of work together to make sure the house fits on the land for for the for the proper design. More and more places are becoming concerned with civil engineer, mainly we're big mountains mm-hmm. or you know parts of California, Washington state, and occasionally on the east coast you were we're seeing some states that are that are now now adopting it um and then these grading and and drainage plans we we're also starting to see more of of that in in florida because of the storm surges after each hurricane comes through there a little bit more data has changed so just because someone told you that 10 years ago base flood elevation is 10 feet in an area fema could have changed it now it's 12 feet Mm -hmm. so it's it's stuff where you want to have accurate information it sounds like Landmark Home and Land Company is really active in like helping the customer just to to review the building department requirements. I mean, the, that could be a daunting task. I'm sure it's nice to have you a phone call away again, you know. Right, but it's not just the building department because they they don't cover all the things. So the mm-hmm. goal is yes, the goal is to have an accurate set of plans for building, but the building department doesn't guarantee that their check is sensible. Mhm for 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 the land so that that's why we have the capability of of looking at the overall project what a lot of people don't understand is you can have someone draw a set of plans you know some people have a son or friend or neighbor or some associate somehow that for five hundred dollars will draw a set of plans and (laughs) the customers think all plans are the same Mm -hmm. that's kind of like saying every chicken sandwich in america is the same it's just a piece of chicken on mm-hmm. a bun. It's it's not it's not the case. So that's why going through with Landmark, we help with the plans to to work so that the home fits on the land. It's not just a panelization service saying, "Hey, here's your panelized home. Hope it goes together, <laughs> and hope it doesn't flood, and hope your driveway works, and hope your energy codes work." Mm-hmm. You know, and by the way, you have to get your own structural engineer, and you have to do your own energy energy calculation. It it becomes a little bit of a spider's web there, where you can get caught. So it's good to have a, a complete understanding. And like I say, we answer the phone, we'll talk to you, we'll spend the time to explain to you what 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 the process would be for the best design possibilities so that you end up with a well-designed home. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a beautiful home and then find out your basement floods. Right. So there are, you guys are there to, to do basically that building department checklist and make sure that you go by one by one of what the customer's needs are going to be regarding plans and how the building department looks into those. So that's, that's right. project specific, right? Yeah. Like, your house on your piece of land Mm -hmm. you know so it's the building department requirements but checklists is interesting because they typically have a some building departments most of them will have a checklist of what they want on the plans Mm -hmm. but what's interesting about it some of these building departments aren't as organized as you would believe they are or they should be (laughs) right so some of them won't even pay attention to their checklist some Mm -hmm. of them will be very specific and on top of it and organized Others will give you a checklist, you turn your plans in, and they may have a follow-up checklist saying, hey, we, we need clarification on this and that, which is fine. If that, that shows up, it's common. We can do those changes and turn it in. 
Generally, after you do that, they give you a permit, but we are running into more building departments that will continuously have a new checklist mm-hmm. because for some reason they don't have an ability to look at the set of plans up front and do it. They do pieces here and pieces here and bring this out, bring that out. And a second checklist could have items that were never even on the first checklist. So those are things that we can deal with. And a lot of people get intimidated by that. Well, it's our game. It's what we deal with every day. So chances are what your building department is asking for, even though it might sound, you know, like some alien language to you, uh, chances are we've seen it and and we, we can get it taken care of. So that that's what we do is we look at the building department checklist to see what's required, make sure the plan set's complete, but also have our own details on the plans that we know are of essence to building the house properly. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a matter of make sure the building department's right, make sure the plan set is right so your contractors understand it. Right. So that that's that's why you want to do it. Planning the home is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. The, make sure the house fits on the land, make sure the foundation's right. It avoids changes during the building process. It avoids hurting your budget. It avoids hurting your schedule. It just gets rid of headaches. Mm-hmm. And that that's what we do. So you got to watch out when someone says, hey, I bought this set of plans. You know, my, my neighbor who's the best guy on earth in planning is, you know, put it together. Or, hey, I got it from this plan service. They told me I could bill from them. I'm like, well, they, you might be able to bill, but chances are it needs a lot more detailing, you yeah. know, to, to apply for your project, your building department. And, and get that taken care of. And that that's what we do. We we put a reality check of mm-hmm. the dream of, you know, drawing to how does it actually get built. Yeah. There's something on the website where you guys offer the uh, panelized package to match the approved plans. And it seems to me like that's pretty cut and dry, but there's got to be more to it than that. So d- explain to that what that, w- what that service is. The- it sounds weird, right? It's like, <laughs> why wouldn't someone send a panelized right. home that matches the approved plans? Right. Well, if they didn't pay attention to the panel, if they didn't do the plans, if they didn't do the plans accurately, if they weren't involved with the plan check, mm-hmm. they may not even know it's approved. They may, it, And this happens. It's as weird as it may be. People will buy material lists or different packages that are for a house of what that vendor chooses to sell you. Uh-huh, right. Okay? So there's a difference of what's designed, what fits on your land, what meets energy codes, what's right for your your land, what you want, what your building department has approved, compared to what a supplier will choose to deliver. There's a lot of work to be done on energy codes, structural design, and architectural codes. People don't want to go through the work. Mm-hmm. That's our forte. That's what we do. That's we're. We're very good at figuring it out. So where it helps the owner builder is say that there's 10 steps to getting, you know, something approved. There's actually way more. I'm just using that for an example. There's a confidence that what's drawn gets approved by the building department. The customer budgets will send the matching panelized package Mm -hmm. so that they don't go through and say, hey, why did this change? Hey, I wanted a two-car garage. You, you, but only one was there. Right. We do the plans, make sure it's built. Through the process of designing, developing the permit plans, in the back, we're working with a production facility and make sure trusses are built right, iDroids mm-hmm. layouts are right, mm-hmm. beam positioning is right, the connections are there. And that is the key element. It is an incredible amount of work 
to make sure that the right materials show up for your approved plans compared to some people that might be like, well, let's just get a bunch of materials out there and see what else we need. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a way to get into cost overruns, frustration, um, and breaking your your schedule. Right. It's aggravating. It's stupid. It's all controllable (laughs) up front, but people don't want to spend the time to plan it out properly up front, and that's what we do. Right. So you guys offer a complete and accurate set of building plans, of course, but how does that lead into like the, the, the basics like easier permitting and building and inspection phases with, you know, unified plans that work for the permitting and the building of the actual house? Where it's easier is a, is a lot of people don't realize this, but they think, hey, you go to someone that's a, quote, pro in the business, mm-hmm. you think that they're doing a complete set of plans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of kind of like a doctor. You go there and you say, hey, my knee hurts. And then he says, well, take an aspirin and see what it's like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Another doctor will like look at your knee and wonder what's going on and say, hey, you know, your knee isn't working right or you're old or, you know, weight or whatever conditions are there. Mm-hmm. Someone else will go back and say, hey, what were you doing? That created so so it's a different level of knowledge and caring to to get it taken care of. So a good accurate set of plans with a building department that's paying attention will be easier for the plan checker to understand and raise less questions. Mm-hmm. So they can tell that hey you're complying with their codes the way they enforce them, their interpretation of what they believe they need to issue a permit. Where it goes through in building is there aren't any loose ends. Sure. Okay, we've gotten plans and we've worked with different customers that say, well, you know, my cousin's a builder. He'll just make that work. And I'm like, well, I'm sure he can make that work. But what's the end result going to be? Is it going to be what you want? You know, and the people say, well, he's been doing it for 20 or 30 years. I'm like, that's great. But don't you want to build a house that you want and understand where your cathedral ceiling is, how big your window is? how big your garage is, mm-hmm. and avoid that. So by planning it up front and getting through all of it, there's less changes through there, less what-ifs. And the funny thing about this, all these what-ifs come up 5 and 6 o'clock on Friday before a holiday. Right. It's just annoying. Take the time up front to build it, and then you avoid the issues. People say home building is stressful, and yes, it can be. But how much of that stress is because people aren't paying attention up front, Mm -hmm. doing the job right to properly design and specify the home on a piece of paper, get it approved and build it, compared to saying, oh, we'll just deal with that later. That's kicking the can down the road, Mm -hmm. and it is going to lead to a bigger headache. So what ends up happening is when you have an accurate set of plans, permitting is easier, the building phases are easier. And then when we build what's approved on the plans, you don't run into as many inspection issues. Mm -hmm. If someone's out there just haphazardly saying, I'm going to add a window, I'm going to move a door, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, well, that can affect a lot of the structural components. So if you're in an area where building inspectors pay attention, and most of them do, they're going to say, hey, your shear wall is affected. You approved a 3 by 5 window. You now have a 20-foot by 10 foot nano wall, a big one of those big accordion walls, mm-hmm. the shear structures there. What's hold what 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 about the size of your header? What about the wind loads against it? It creates issues. Mm-hmm. So someone might say, hey, the inspector's being a jerk. Well, is the inspector being a jerk or is he avoiding the problem? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to sit here and say inspectors are good and bad, but the point is 
by having a well-designed home, a good execution of, of that with the right panelized package that we supply, there's less of a chance of issues like this arising where someone right. says, hey, what, what if? Mm-hmm. What if? What if? So that's what it is. It's the unified plans project that what is on the plans and gets approved by the customer mm-hmm. and the building department, the materials we supply are going to match that. Sure. Yeah. So it's it you know it's it's going to be a situation where it just makes the whole process easier and it's not just the ease it's staying on schedule staying and you know working on staying in your budget and just avoiding aggravation yeah this yeah. may sound like a dumb question but you know you, on the on the website it talks about how landmark home and land company offers a complete and accurate set of building plans and a clear and accurate set of assembly plans what what is the difference between a building plan and an assembly plan? I'm curious. Well, the building plans are like our complete setup, the architectural, structural plans, electrical mm-hmm. plans. So let, let's just say an electrician, he could look at the electrical layout and go, okay, now I know where the sockets are. Now I know where, um, you know, the ceiling fans are, any computer cabling, you know, any special circuits that, that need to be in a home. A plumber knows where the toilets are, mm-hmm. you know, where the sinks are. Mm-hmm. The foundation guy knows the size of the foundation, the dimensions of the, the, the details of the foundation to build. So that would encompass the building plans. The, the clear and accurate set of assembly plans is the assembly of the panelized package. Mm-hmm. Where does each wall panel go? Where does each roof truss go? Where, 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 does the be- where do the beams go? The puzzle pieces of actually building the house. Yeah, in a sense... Puzzle piece is an easy way to put it, but they usually don't give you the answer in puzzles. <laughs> we're, so we're, we're kind of saying, you know, for example, let's just say for simplicity purposes, let's just say someone had a 40-foot wall in a, in, a, in a conventional ranch home. We might make that in a five, eight-foot wall sections. Mm-hmm. So it would start wall one, wall two, wall three. So you can go to the, the panels and say, hey, here's wall one, wall two, wall three, and you put it up. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it allows people to understand where the placement of the panels go. So it's quicker quicker to assemble the home. They mm-hmm. know where each truss gets placed. There's a detail of each truss, so you see what it looks like, mm-hmm. as well as with the wall panels. So you can say, hey, wall panel number 10 is eight feet wide and it has two windows in it. Mm-hmm. They they can see that. So so that's the key. So the building plans are more the design for permitting and the execution of the complete building process. The assembly plans are more for the panelized package. Where do the floor joists go? Where are the beams at? Where are the wall panels? Where are the roof trusses? Mm-hmm. Details like that. And it's it's uh it's 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 very important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, you know a lot of people don't do it. They put stuff together and then later look at the instructions. We say look at the instructions. It's right there, and and it it just goes together fast. It's amazing. You know, the calls that we get from people saying, "Man, this is up. I'm halfway up, and they're two days into it on mm-hmm. a big house or the execution." You know, where it's more of an assembly instead of a thinking, cutting, calculating. It's more of just put wall panel one up, wall panel two up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the uh, that that's the key to it, and those are things people don't think about when they when they call. They're like, "Hey, I want to panelize home. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to a stick builder. I'm thinking about going modular." Well, that's one component, but what about the overall plan? You can't just look at the tree in the forest. You got to understand what's going on in the forest. Mm-hmm. Is a good relationship to it to help someone understand. 
how the whole project is because we are providing way more than panelized homes. Mm-hmm. People find us wanting to purchase a panelized home. They buy from us and enjoy working with us because of the design, the support, the assembly plans, the ease of executing the panelized mm-hmm. package. The panelized packages, I'd like to say, I don't want to undercut it, but it's actually the easier part. Right. The designing and making sure <clears throat> things flow and the customer support, that kind of, you know, is where we shine on it. And and uh, I think that's why people really, really under uh, enjoy working with us because it's not like a lumberyard where someone says, well, you ordered a two-by-six. We gave it to you. We tell you why the two-by-six is there, what it's doing there, where it needs to be positioned, and go on from there. And we also have the capability, if someone needed to do a change, to be able to guide them on how to properly do the change. Mm-hmm. So, Well, all of this leads to one thing that I know Landmark Home and Land Company is quite famous for, and that's customer service. I mean, I, from from just working with you on these podcasts, I've learned so much and mostly what I've learned is just how knowledgeable Landmark Home and Land Company is. I mean, understanding the building codes, the permitting. You guys have 30 years of experience. That's insane. There's also the... your respons- Same ownership. Yes. We founded it. Right. 30 years. That's insane. That's we, we broke a record a month ago. A customer from 23 years ago mm-hmm. called up and said, Steve, remember me? I want to do it again. I'm like, yeah, Rich, what's up? Let's, yeah. let's, let's help you build another house. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that all stems from the fact that you guys... First of all, your responsiveness, your quick reaction to, you know, you don't, you're not famous for a, a lot of voicemails. You guys are there answering the phone. You know, you resolve issues. You you build relationships with your customers to allow a project to run much more smoothly. Your attention to detail, that's just something that, you know, that people don't even think about when they think about customer services. Like, it, it's all the little things that help to sort of build this partnership with the owner builder and take a lot of the stress as we were saying out of home building and you got to be pretty proud about that oh that that's actually the fun part in a sense it's you know we have a a very strong pulse i work with every single customer on every single project so i have a very strong understanding of what's going there we don't have 50 layers of people Mm mm-hmm it's it's very lean trim. You know, if someone calls me up and says, hey, Steve, what about this window? Can I do this? Can I do that? If I don't have the answer, I have a direct line to the designers and engineers to get an answer very quickly to see how we resolve it. But a lot of it's because we are directly involved every day with the pulse of it. Mm-hmm. We don't have big community meetings. We don't have a boardroom with 20 tables at it for people <laughs> to ask questions and create confusion. Right. It's kind of like the buck stops here type of thing. If the mm-hmm. customer needs something now, hopefully we've taken care of it up front, you know, so they understand it's in the plans. But if they come up with something, say, hey, we, we have something happening. We're having a kid. We suddenly need to change this family room into a fourth bedroom or a nursery that can later convert to this. Or, hey, you know, we bought a boat. Can we change it? We, we have an understanding of, of how to get it taken care of so that when a customer calls, emails, texts, whatever it may be, we, we can work with them, understand the situation, and get them taken care of in an accurate and, and effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a consumer myself. Mm-hmm. And all of us have great experiences with our cable companies or, you know, internet companies or whatever, where someone says, I'll get back with you. You know, a week later, you're twiddling your thumbs after you leave five messages. No, we answer the phone. If we can't answer right away, we're likely on the phone with someone else and we'll get back with you right away. We 
We pride ourselves in communication, knowledge, responsiveness, passion, mm-hmm. and tell you the truth, have a good time doing it. Right. It's it's a lot of work. We work long hours. We do everything we can to help every single customer specifically to their problem. Um, we want to enjoy it. We It's a two-way street. Customers want a good panel company, good designer, good structural engineering services. Mm-hmm. We want to know we have solid customers that are intent on building good homes, solid homes, the best home that they can do. Yeah, and when you bottom line everything – Really, what what you're saying, what Landmark Home and, and Land Company are saying is, why should the experience of building a new home be a pain? <laughs> there's all, there's always going to be issues on any project, but why does dealing with and solving issues necessarily have to be unpleasant? <laughs> right, and the, the the thing is, you know, I'll, I'll relate it to like an internet outage. Uh-huh. That's going to happen, but when you don't get a call back or you get empty answers, that's when it really, really becomes annoying. Yeah, and and it's just it's plain, plain stupid, <laughs> you know. The, you know. So what we do is we work to have a, a a relationship with our customer to understand what's going on, and what's what's cool about it is our understanding of details, building thirty years working with owner builders, working around the country and around the world, is a customer may ask a question. And sometimes it's a very precise answer. Other times they're asking a question because they don't know what it leads to. Mm-hmm. The domino effect of five and ten follow-up questions. So we're able to work with them to say, hey, you're asking, can I get my driveway? But I'm saying, hey, wait, we need a grading plan. Can the fire department get in there? Is there a big boulder there? Do you have to work around a tree? Mm-hmm. Are you on a hill? So we need to have an understanding of what's going on. So if... Even people that have built a long time, there's stuff that just it doesn't hit them. Sure, it, it doesn't say it doesn't say something. People will send us plans for a house on a slab, and they're building on the side of a hill. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do that, but you might have to do a lot of grading work. So, is it better to do a crawl space or some type of a walkout basement? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the the question is there, and I think what people will will really appreciate is the understanding of the problem. So it becomes a problem-solving situation, not just an answer the question. Right. Someone says, hey, can I put a slab on the side of a hill and a mountain? Yeah. Well, someone might take that as an answer. The reality is, <laughs> but wait, before we decide to slab, what's the situation? Mm-hmm. Is there something with the side of a hill? Can you have a building pad there? Can your driveway still access it? Why do you want a slab? Maybe a a a, a basement with different height walls is actually better. You know, so there, there's a lot of different situations that can go through. People say things like, hey, I was out with my friend and, and he said that I, I definitely have to put solar on my home and I'm building up in Humboldt County, California with redwoods all over. Mm-hmm. Do I have to cut this beautiful redwood down? No. You, you don't have to do that. You know, someone will go through and say, hey, my neighbor has a house on a slab in in Florida. Why do I have to put my house on stilts? Well, that home was built in 1940, <laughs> you know, mm. before they understood these sure. flood elevation things or different situations like that where they'll be like, well, my neighbor was at a base flood elevation of 10 feet. Why do I have to go 12? Well, FEMA changed the maps. FEMA changed the flood zones as, as they learn things. So that that's one of those things that, that we can go through. And also on Man, this is this is getting interesting. You you like hit a spot because this <laughs> this is one I could go for hours on it. This is this is the reality of stuff. Mm-hmm. We had a customer doing an exceptionally beautiful home in a 
very expensive piece of land in Southern California overlooking the ocean. And there's a, there's a thing called shear walls, which is basically putting strength in a wall to keep the wall from racking, you know, being blown over. But you also have to look at wind. You have to look at seismic codes. Well, there was a window that they had that was a, let's just say it was a 15 feet wide Mm -hmm. and a wall that was about 25 feet wide. So there's five feet of wood on each side and then the wall in the middle. Well, they wanted for a view for that window just to be like six inches wider, mm-hmm. six inches or a foot wider. Well, that limited the structural components to the side of the windows, which then did not have enough strength to support it. They had to then bring in steel uh, framing systems. So someone will say, but come on, Steve, it's only six inches wider. Well, that put it beyond the limits. Oh, right. Makes yeah. Sense. So so we can explain to people, hey, this is why it's going on. And when, when people understand what's going on, they appreciate it. it. It's the cool part of the building. People mm-hmm. are building their own home to control the quality, know what's going on. And it's kind of just a cool thing they want to do. So we're, we're able to work with them to explain why certain situations have to, have to be put. I could go on for hours. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the, the passion that you have for your business comes through when I hear you talk about like, you know, just anecdotal stuff. It's like, wow, the, the guy's really into building houses. It's really pretty cool. <laughs> oh, this this is this we, we we've been doing this thirty years mm-hmm. by choice. Mm-hmm. Because it's fun. It's yeah, it's a job, but it's not a job as some people do it. You know, they say ninety some percent of America doesn't enjoy their job. We're on the good side of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we enjoy it. It's it's kind of one of these passions. And as as you go through and do these different projects and understand it and truly experience it that that's what allows us to do it where i work with every single customer on every single project and component of the project so so there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding and i i think that's uh that's a big reason why people buy it's not just calling someone and saying hey can you deliver a pile of wood it's how is it designed right how is it going to work right how's you know how's the process going to go how are we going to work to stay in budget how are we going to keep this accurate that that's the element of that you know like like i mentioned before people come to us because of the panelization but they stay because of the service the knowledge the support the the getting it taken care of yeah that that's that's the key element we're we're a partner we got your back we're here having fun with it you know, and we're we're doing what we can to avoid the pitfalls and, and make it an enjoyable process. It's a great experience. L- looking back at it, it's just it's just amazing. We've been doing it thirty years. It's still cool to contact a customer when a house is being framed or done, or if we have communication with them a year or two later to see how their lives have been impacted by building a home they want that they enjoy in a place where they want to be, and and see how it affects um, people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know. It's it's just it's just really cool. It's it's an amazing process. Well, great information as always. And um, Steve, before we cut you loose, um, as we always do, please tell the audience how best to contact Landmark Home and Land Company if one is looking to get more info into building a new panelized prefab home. Uh, the best way to do it is take a look at our website. Uh, we've got plans on there, videos, these podcasts, different details, and you can send an inquiry through there, and Mike will respond to you very quickly. If you like, you're always welcome to call in. We are real people with real knowledge that are, are willing to take the time to talk to you to find out exactly what your project is like and how, how we can work to enhance your efforts. Mm-hmm. And that phone number is 800 830 
800-830-9788. Again, it's 800-830-9788. And uh, Mike will work with you, and uh, once you get to a certain point, I'll, I'll become involved. I'll give you my direct cell phone number where you can communicate with me. I make myself available. We work and, and do it. The key to it is the hands-on kind of approach, You know, working together as partnerships to make sure it's put together right. Yep. And well, have and enjoy it. And that's the bottom line. There it is. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us today on the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. So for Steve Tuma and myself, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.